Welcome to the Pure Creative Force Podcast. I'm Christy McNabb, your host. There's a pulse of creativity running through each of us. It's our job to honor and activate it. Creativity is the antidote to the ills, struggles, and challenges we see in our lives and the world around us. The act of creating and bringing forth something new dissolves the old and useless ways. Join us and discover how to unleash the pure creative force within. Hear from fellow creators about their process and learn how to keep elevated. Be inspired to go create. In today's episode, I interview Christy McNabb. Yes, we're related. Christy's an Atlanta-based actress who at a young age had a passion for film and television. She wrote and stars in a short film called The Breakup and also plays the lead in another short film called Katie. On the big screen, she has supporting roles in the movie Almost Friends, opposite Freddie Highmore and Haley Joel Osment, as well as TV appearances in NBC's Powerless and CMT's Nashville. She shares her journey as a performer, how she embraces the vulnerability of acting and bringing her truest self to every role. We discuss auditions and resilience in light of rejection, and how to overcome self-sabotage and those pesky voices from your past that may keep you doubting yourself. We talk about women in Hollywood holding more powerful roles in the creation and production of film and how the Me Too movement has created a healing opportunity for women to be seen, heard, and validated. Here's our interview. Welcome to the Pure Creative Force podcast, Christy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Share with us your journey and the inspiration to get into acting. Well, I was always super into movies and television growing up. I just always watched a ton of it. And then my uh, best friend actually in elementary school was on Disney Channel. So I kind of grew up around the world. I would like help or around the whole world of acting. So I'd help her read for auditions. And, you know, I went to like cool parties with her and stuff. But I was super shy in elementary school. So I took a class through like the Boys and Girls Club in uh, fourth grade. And it was terrifying. And it was like so out of my element. So not in my comfort zone. So I never took a class again until junior year of high school. I was talking to a family member on the phone. And they were asking me about college and if I wanted to what I wanted to do with my life and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, I want to be an actor. And they were like, well, are you in acting class or anything? And I was like, well, no. They were like, oh, I feel like maybe you should do that if that's what you want to do. And that was all I wanted to do. I had no no other plans. So I was like, yeah, actually, I probably uh, should do that. Um, <laughs> so I started taking, um, I just looked up online and found an acting class, the Actor Studio of Orange County, which at the time was, taught by Ken Garcia. And I started taking classes the next week, just film and television classes. And I was kind of a kid who picked up everything really easily. And I got bored with everything really easily. And so I went to the acting class and it was terrifying. And I was so horrible. And it was so hard. So I was like, no, you have to stick with it. That's what you want to do. Um, so I kept going and I just fell in love with it. And I fell in love with how hard it was. And after like a year of being in that class, we, me, Ken, and some of the other girls in class started this web series, like this silly 
thing we all wrote and thought would be funny about these girls in high school. And that got me like really comfortable being on camera and all this stuff. And then I started self-submitting. I got an actor's access and an LA casting account and started just self-submitting and doing like short films and student films. And then booked a uh, short film called Katie, which was like my first legitimate project. And that was a really cool film about teenage prostitution and sex trafficking. And then through that, heavy you know, topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents were like, Oh, great. What are you a part of? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but through that, I mean, they say like this whole industry is all about connections and it truly is, but like in the least grimy way possible, like you really just meet people through projects and like you want to help each other. And, and I met Nathan Gotch who directed Katie through that project. And I've done, you know, three films with him now and we actually wrote um and did a short film called the breakup together and he introduced me to this other actor who i started taking he taught classes and i started taking classes with him and then he introduced me to my manager who is still my manager today and so that sort of made the domino effect and then i moved to los angeles because i was like i'm gonna go full force for this and moved to los angeles and booked a movie called almost friends which just came out last year and then nothing really happened as it goes and i was living in LA and LA is just really hard. And then I was, I was auditioning for a lot of projects in like Atlanta and Southeast, but I kept missing out on them because of local hire. They didn't want to pay to fly me over and put me in a hotel and all that fun stuff. And so I kept getting sent to producers and stuff and not getting the jobs. And so then I was like, I woke up one day and I was like, I feel like I should move to Atlanta. And then (laughs) a year later I moved to Atlanta and it's been the best thing ever. And I started booking more jobs and signed with the agencies. Now I have my manager and my agent and it's just been really good. And now here I am. Yeah, Living the dream, still, yeah. still trucking along. What, when you talked about it being terrifying in the beginning, was there like a turning point or was it just over time? Like wh- wh- when did it become terrifying to, oh my God, I'm absolutely in love with this. I mean, acting's a super vulnerable profession and art and craft and I feel like for so long, I, I didn't understand that acting is about truthfulness and honesty. And so I had to bring myself to my work as opposed to just playing somebody or, or portraying somebody and protecting myself and not actually bringing myself to things. So it was really scary and hard for me because people kept trying to bring that out of me and I kept trying to just act instead of like being. And so it kind of came with time of like, I'm a very... Like I, I, I like to master things really quickly. And so I like to understand all aspects of like sports and, and different things. So once I understood like all the technical things of acting and I took a lot of like audition technique type things and, and body workshops and, and stuff like that, I was able to sort of take that off the table and then dive into the more scary stuff, which is like the vulnerability. And I mean, it's scary to be vulnerable in, in, in front of people that you, you don't know very well. And, you know, you have to bring yourself into the characters in order for it to be real. And so um, that was really hard for me. And it just came with, you know, growing, growing up and, and becoming comfortable with who I am and trusting myself and exploring myself and not and trying to knock down walls that, you know, we build up over our life and through experiences and stuff. So that was the scary work and I'm still going through that, but it's less scary now. 
Yeah. And and you're always growing. So it'll always evolve. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good thing too. Is like, you can never master acting. What's your creative process? Like, how do you prepare yourself for an audition or filming? How do you really get into character? Acting is just like I was saying about being truthful. And so I don't do like, I'm not necessarily trained in doing a ton of backstory and like trying to get into a character's mind and stuff. I really just read a scene and I put myself in the scene because if the only thing I can connect to and the only thing I know is myself and my experiences and my emotions. So if I read a scene and then I, I try and put myself into that scene and I play it how I would play it if those circumstances were real for me. And that's, you know, especially for auditions when they don't give you a ton of backstory and they don't give you much to work with. That's the only thing I can do. And that's my process. And, and it works. And, and that's the thing is there's so many things that go into casting a character. Like it's not just about your performance. So you're giving them a sample of what you, how you interpret this character and how you would play this character. And then whether they want that or not is out of your hands. So for me, I just bring myself into it and try and be truthful and honest and do the best I can with it. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, the, the movie Almost Friends. So like, what was mm-hmm. the timing when they gave you the script? Like how, how long did you have to prepare? Kind of what, what did that look like? Yeah, I was actually um, on vacation. I was in Germany when I got that audition and my cousin, Johanna, read with me. Um, and it was the most simple audition. It was very short and it was just two friends talking and like there was no climactic scene. There was no, it was literally just two friends having a conversation, like very neutral, very natural. And I did that audition. I sent it out. And then I got back from Germany, like two or three weeks later. And in the meantime, I had had other auditions. My manager called me. She's like, Hey, you booked this movie. And I was like, Oh my God, so cool. What, what's the movie? What, what, which audition was that? Like, I don't even, I don't remember. So there was like a long that's like the hard part too, is they never tell you if you book, if you don't book a job. So after like a week and a half or when the shoot date rolls around or whatever, you're kind of just like, Oh, cool. Didn't get that. But you don't even think about it. And so then when you do, it's maybe two weeks have gone by like this past movie, like almost a month had gone by before they called me and were like, Oh yeah, we want to cast you in a project or in this project. And I was like, Oh, a month. You couldn't tell me that a month ago. Like, <laughs> You just never know. But when you, like, when did they give you the script? So you started filming Almost Friends. Did you have a long time to prepare or is it like the day before? It was like two days before. Mm. So usually like my audition scene was in there and then all the other scenes too. So you get like the gist of your character, but yeah, they don't give you a lot of time. Unless you're the lead, lead actor. And then they send you the full script for your audition. But I'm not there yet. (laughs) Got it, got it. What's a day in the life of an actress like? Are there peak audition times throughout the year? What's the work you do in between parts to keep your uh, craft sharp? I, in very true cliche actor form, I, um, in my downtime, I'm a waitress. (laughs) Um, But day to day, it's just usually auditions during the morning. And then, you know, you work a side job to pay the bills and stuff before acting picks up. And then I'm in acting class every week. I watch a ton of movies, a ton of TV shows. I read a ton of books, um, not just on acting, but on psychology. And a lot of being an actor is doing a lot of internal work. So, you know, my, my body and my mind and my 
my emotions are my craft. So being doing the work to be in touch with that and to um, make sure that I don't numb myself in life and to make sure I'm always, you know, striving to get to know myself better is most of the work that I do, I would say. Mm-hmm. What's the greatest thing you learned on set or in acting class? Overall, the best thing I've learned on acting class is just to, I mean, it all goes hand in hand, but just to trust myself and know myself and um, to know your worth and to know that you're enough. And, and acting is not about how much money you make and acting is not about what you look like and acting is not about the roles you do or any of that like acting is about truthfully portraying humanity and so just being you there's there's infinite possibilities for that and I don't have to change myself and I don't have to be more or less of anything in order to be worthy and to be talented and to be castable or however you want to say it and so that's been the best thing I've ever learned in acting class. And that's kind of like a common thread throughout all acting classes I've taken and, and all, you know, actors are deep people. I very rarely do I meet like an actor who's just like a shallow person. So conversations you have on set and stuff, it's all very connected and, and deep. And that's translated into my real life too, is just being in touch with who you are and knowing your worth and knowing you're enough because this industry is really hard. And it can be a very dark place and it can be a very insecure place. And so knowing all those things help you to navigate it, to stay with it and to be the best you can be in it. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Who's been your greatest teacher and why? Two people come to mind. My very first acting teacher, Ken Garcia, he taught me, he taught me everything I know about acting and about scenes and characters and auditions and all that all these like so useful tactics that I that I still think about every time I have an audition and things like that and he was so patient with me and he you know I I had never acted before ever and and came to him and he taught me so much and then my current acting I'm at Anthony Mindel acting studio here in Atlanta and my current teacher Caitlin has changed my life like she has single-handedly set me on a quest to deeply deeply know what it is to be a human and and when I say that I mean like know what it is to feel every emotion and and she's just the most present the most conscientious woman I've ever met and because of that she's such an amazing actor and she really instills in us like like it's, it's an acting class but it's almost like it's not therapy but it's very much like a free space to explore who you are and she has changed my acting and my auditions and my mentality about the industry and my mentality about myself and so she's for sure been one of my greatest teachers that I've had yeah and that's so interesting I mean you know you've got a script you when you you come to a part you kind of have the background or what you need to say but then there also is that idea of being present and creating in the moment Mm -hmm. so you can't you know, isn't it true that you can't really script it? I mean, the more that you show up as you, that's how you and the other person or the other people in the the cast create together. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We're almost not, we're not allowed to be like off book in class, meaning that we have all the lines memorized because you can't know how you're going to say a certain thing in a certain moment. And she doesn't, you know, you don't want to plan certain things. And yeah, the way you come in is the way you start. So I come into 
a scene and I'm, and I'm feeling very like panicky that day or I'm, or I'm running late or I'm like, there's so many different ways that people come into conversations that can go anyway. So you have this script and it says, Hey, how's your day? And you walk in, then you're running late and you're frazzled. You're going to respond differently than if you were already there sitting on the couch, like having a peaceful day type thing. So yeah, it's, 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 it is about the words and the script is important for the storyline, but it also is more important to just be in the moment and, and listen to your scene partner and be truthful to what you are. You know, like if the scene says this person is crying and I'm, I'm not truthfully feeling that I'm not going to do it because audiences aren't stupid. And Mm -hmm. that's when they can tell like, Oh, that was not a good movie or like that was not truthful. Like people can tell when you're not Mm -hmm. really in it. And you probably have a really good eye now watching other movies. (laughs) <laughs> like oh yeah it's people actually, who are horrible <laughs> yes that's that's what my that's my tell if I'm if I'm like into the movie or the show and I'm not thinking about oh the continuity's off there or oh they should have done this or oh I can tell that they're fake crying or whatever if I'm not thinking those things I'm like oh that was a really good movie mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you just get lost in it yeah what's yeah. the biggest challenge or obstacle you faced and how did you overcome it? The biggest thing for me has been getting out of my own head. You know, I'm from, I'm from Orange County, California, and it's a very self-aware, I had a very, I don't know what the word is for it. Like not materialistic. Self-absorbed. <laughs> yeah. Like self-absorbed or like self-conscious. You're very conscious of how others think of you and you know, I grew up around that. So coming to acting class, that was a really hard thing for me to do is to not, to, to be present in the moment and not be thinking, oh, I bet this looks really stupid or, oh, my hands are so awkward right now. Or, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not as emotionally available as I should be. And then you start panicking. So getting out of my head and just like being okay with whatever happens has been the hardest thing for me. But um, since coming to um, Atlanta, that's been the thing I think I've, I've, I've progressed in the most because of Caitlin and and what she teaches us and that every emotion you feel is valid and not to put restrictions on things and not to put expectations on things because you can't do that in life. Like you never know how you're going to respond. And and so getting out of my head and just being okay with the way things end up has been the hardest thing for me. Mm -hmm. And are there specific tools or things you do to get out of your head? Like, how do you do that? In class specifically, yeah, she, we do like very weird exercises where you just make a fool of yourself because you need to be okay with making a fool of yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so whether that's crawling around on the floor, pretending you're a lion or, I mean, having a, I mean, it sounds horrible, but having like a fake orgasm and sit on, on stage in class or like doing things that are just so scary and so not in the realm of things you are comfortable doing helps you to not care when it comes to it to because you need to truthfully tell somebody's story that's the whole point of acting is to truthfully reflect humanity and to honor somebody's story whether that's a real person based on like a true story or not because somebody has gone through this situation and you need to do it truthfully and so if you can't go a certain length or a certain distance because you're concerned about how you're going to look 
that it will be detrimental to your performance. Mm-hmm. And then what, if you're on set or, um, you know, before you do an audition, are there, you know, things that you do? Um, I always kind of just like jump around and warm myself up just to get like in my body and be like, not or my voice not all weird and stuff but then for me I just need to be relaxed like I can't if I'm nervous take a moment breathe know that you're safe know that I'm 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 okay this is gonna be fine and then come from a relaxed place because you can't access emotions from like a high strong place really Mm -hmm. um so for me to get out of my head I just need to be neutral and be in my body be loose be be just okay (laughs) cool how do you keep yourself inspired and motivated every day to stick to your path? Well, for me, I mean, acting, I feel like is in my being. And so I, as like creatively and, and I don't really need to motivate myself for that because it's just all I think about. Like I'm, I'm, it's just who I am. I'm so drawn to the storytelling and to watching movies and to being in class and to, reading scripts into reading books into doing all that that just comes naturally as far as the business side I'm like very bad about that I'm I'm not great about networking or or tweeting or you know there's there's certain things that you need to be motivated to do like hey you need to get new headshots because that keeps you in the game or I need to update my reel or I need to update my casting websites and stuff like that I I think I motivate myself based on my community and I have a very strong acting community here in Atlanta and my roommates are both um, actors as well. So we check in on each other and help each other with that. And like um, very consciously try and meet and talk about our goals every um, week and talk about things we want to get done. And um, so having others to help me and to, for it not to feel boring is, is a lot because I'm, I'm really not good. I'm, I love all the creative stuff. And then, but the other stuff is very, very difficult for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> and my manager is also really great. She's always emailing me like, Hey, you need to tweet. Hey, you need to post on your Facebook. Hey, update your headshots. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Accountability. Yeah. One thing that all creatives need is thick skin how do you bounce back and keep yourself centered and focused in the face of rejection or not hearing back after auditions? That's a good question. As for auditions, I kind of just let it go. Like I'm, I'm very much have, I've gotten better over the years. I mean, I've been, I've been auditioning for the past seven years and I used to get really worked up and, and really cling on to things. And it just, was super not mentally healthy for me. And so I've learned to just sort of do the best work I can do and be proud of that and send that off and let it go, like let it go from my mind. And I've gotten, been able to do that very well. There are the rare exceptions where you get an audition for just a role that you're like, Oh, I was born to play this role. Like I would be so good. And then I, you know, you could talk to my manager. I borderline harass her. I'm like emailing her every day. Like, Hey, can you call casting and ask about my audition? I can do something different. Or, hey, have you checked on blah, 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 blah? She's like, Chrissy, give them a week, give them a day, it'll be fine. So, like, it still is hard sometimes when you feel really connected to a role. But for me, being proud of the work I do and then 
I actually um, got the cool opportunity to help my friend cast his project. And I was like the main casting director, which is hilarious. But it was really cool because I got to see all these actors come in and they don't know me. They don't know that I'm not a real casting assistant or director or whatever. And they're just so nervous. And they're just like, some people are just really bombing and, and not doing good. And I'm sitting there like, I want you to do so well. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. You have no reason to be nervous. Like, just breathe and do the audition. And then some actors would come in and, and do a phenomenal audition, but they were not right for the role because they don't, you know, you, you, you don't look like the mom. Like, we can't cast you because the mom's already been cast and you don't look like her. Or, or we already have a white girl with short brown hair we can't cast you in this project. Like there's so many other factors that go into it. And that was really eye opening for me of it has really nothing to do with me. If I do the work that I'm proud of and I do the best I can, it's out of my hands. And there's so many other factors. And I truly believe also that like, like my good will come to me. And, you know, somebody once told me that what's yours will never pass you by. And I honestly say that all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So just like knowing that and, and, doing the best you can and then letting it go. Honestly, that's easier said than done, but just learning to let it go and focus on other things in your life. That's great advice. And I love, you know, your ability to have a different perspective. I mean, even just doing that role as a casting director, you know, you put yourself in the shoes of everyone else. So Mm -hmm. I guess the ability to have multiple perspectives on what's happening gives you greater power. Absolutely. Yeah. And it really like humanized casting directors for me. Oh, yeah. That sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not the mean, so. mean, bad. No, they're just normal people. It's the strangest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your creative inspirations and why? I have so many like actors that I look up to. I mean, I love Jennifer Lawrence and I think Jennifer Lawrence has never taken an acting class or something crazy like that. So she's a really, really true example of using yourself as your best tool and like just being truthful to what you know and how you would experience situations. Like she very much lives by that and is very successful and a very talented actor. And so that's a really big inspiration for me. And I love Margot Robbie has been a big inspiration for me because she's like one of the most beautiful people on the entire planet and and she is so creatively honest and she just does these roles that she just does not care and she's in it 100% and um doesn't matter what she looks like she's just being truthful to the character and you know her and I Tanya and then I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Mary Queen of Scots and stuff but she's just phenomenal and blows my mind and She's really cool too because she started her own production company. You know, she made um, Lucky Chap Productions, and she made I Tanya, and ended up being her Oscar-nominated film. And that's been a really big thing. And then, not actor-wise, I I read a lot of books, and uh, Louise Hay, who who wrote You Can Heal Your Life and The Power Within You and stuff, has been a huge creative and and spiritual like role model and inspiration to me on so many levels, um, not even related to acting. And that's been really cool because I think in my mind, I always had a disconnect of like acting is a certain creative form. Mm -hmm. A painter is a certain creative form, like a 
writer and author is a certain creative form. And then like breaking those walls and being like, no, we're all creative. We all have so many aspects of in us and you can be a, a multitude of things. She has just like, like blown my mind with like teaching that and teaching the creative process of just being a human and like, act yeah. like that we're all creative beating beings, you know? Yeah. Um, she has an amazing story. The mother, yeah, her story mother is wild. inspiration. <laughs> yes. I love her so much. So you mentioned Margot Robbie and more and more women are breaking through Hollywood at the male dominated industry, just in terms of starting their own production houses, writing more scripts, Mm -hmm. doing more independent films, having salary parity, directing, casting, doing everything. Who are, I guess, in addition to Margot Robbie, who are some of the, the powerful women behind the scenes that are inspirations to you? Yeah, I think it's, what's happening in the industry and all the women who are, who are starting to take charge. I mean, there's always been women who have done that, but way more now it has been so cool to watch. And like, I love Greta Gerwig is a phenomenal actress and she's also, you know, stepping into the writing and directing and she's a huge inspiration. Lady Bird was phenomenal. I love Saoirse Ronan as well. Um, Patty Jenkins, she's, you know, she did Wonder Woman and that was phenomenal, but she's been directing things for a little while and she did, monster and you know she directed the show the killing on netflix which was like one of my favorite shows ever and and then yeah margot robbie creating that thing like there's just so it's cool because women have always been doing it but i feel like people never talked about it or gave credit where credit was due type thing and now i feel like that culture is changing and women are empowered to step more into it and to own it and to and to be taken seriously and that's been super cool to watch I haven't gotten the chance to work with anybody like a female director yet. That's like, that will be a dream that will come true one day. But yeah, I love love watching all of it. What about in your experience? Have you had the, to be able to to compare a role written by a man versus a role written by women or have they all been written by men so far? Unfortunately, I feel like besides the one project that I wrote um, with my friend Nathan, I have only done roles written by men but but I haven't really none of those roles have been very sexist I don't think but you can tell just from watching like certain movies or shows it's it's mostly apparent if something was written by a woman oh yeah and they're stronger they're <laughs> outspoken they're you know but I think that's changing too I think guys are becoming way more conscientious of it and and more okay with with not being like okay with their masculinity enough to give like women powerful roles on television and in movies and stuff like the culture is changing mm-hmm. and that's becoming the norm but I had don't think I've I, I have not worked on anything that's been written by a woman unfortunately mm-hmm. that'll come <laughs> one day it'll come it'll come <laughs> Do you have the experience of women helping each other in the industry? I mean, I know you said with your immediate community, you're all very supportive and helping each other to grow and keep accountable. But overall, have you kind of noticed that there is this camaraderie among women? I, yeah, in my experience, you know, I'm very much a believer that like you get what you put out and I have not had negative experiences even in Los Angeles with with girls and auditions or anything like that everybody's always been very nice to me and very supportive and you know I've made friends at auditions and stuff like that there has been like a handful of times like maybe one or two where like 
it just is, is you're going to meet not nice people and not nice girls who, who are in this industry, maybe for the wrong reasons or, or they're just so caught up in their own whatever. And that's happened a couple of times, but for the most part, I feel like, especially here in Atlanta, like everybody is very collaborative and like you want your friends to be successful and like success, you know, like successful people around you, like like your spirit and your fire and that brings success into your life and, and like work begets work. And it's all just a very positive environment. I've had barely any negative experiences, but I also think that's because I like focus on the positive And I think that the positive comes with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was another a previous podcast interview. I think it was with Amina and she said, when she gets stuck or, you know, kind of in her career, she prays for the success of another person. And it's like, that is so true. Just how you carry yourself. (laughs) Even if you're having a bad day, like wanting success for other people, because it'll come back to you, you know, yeah, um, tenfold. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe that for sure. What has been your experience after the uncovering of Harvey Weinstein's predatory behavior and the fueling of the Me Too movement. Is the industry cleaning itself up? Have you seen or had to witness sexism on or offset? I think that the industry is for sure cleaning itself up. I think that, you know, it was a, I think it was a bittersweet thing because it's obviously very disturbing and horrible everything that happened and and all the women that came forward but at the same time it's so empowering and so beautiful that as somebody who has you know had sexual abuse in my past it took me 10 years to say anything and what when I came forward what like I didn't expect is that the people certain people and like my extended family are in my circle and stuff like that people would push it under the carpet, like shove it under the carpet or that devalid, like devalidate it and, or make me feel like I was dramatic or like, there was just very much like a, an embarrassment factor for them and like a not safe space. And I didn't feel heard or seen. And I feel like what this has done has been so beautiful because now there's this, there's this platform and there's this, group of men and women and and coming together and saying like hey me too and like I see you and I hear you and like how you feel is valid and that should not have happened to you and you deserve to be heard and you deserve to get justice or whatever for whatever's happened and I feel like that in itself is changing the industry and it's changing our whole like this whole generation and and it's starting something that needed to be done and it's like this horrible thing that had to happen and and has been happening and and now there's a light shed on it and people don't want to see it but I think it's great and I think it's for sure changing I haven't yeah go ahead I was gonna say it it opened this space for healing so you know, what you said, being seen and being heard, but I think it's also, you know, people are rallying around each other that, okay, this, this has to stop and we need to heal. Yeah. And now, yeah, I feel like the veil has been uncovered and now we see all these horrible things, but change doesn't happen until we can see it. And so now we see it. And now I feel like people have the eye for it. And I feel like that in itself is going to change our culture and our community because people are looking and people Mm -hmm. see it and people pick up on it. And 
I haven't experienced anything professionally um, ever. I've had friends who have, and I think that even like their stories and when it happened, like if it would happen now, it's more, it's less taboo to talk about. People are not as uncomfortable to talk about before, whereas as, or people are not as uncomfortable to talk about it now as before. It was like this thing that people did not want to be associated with. Like I, that's like something we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's changed. And I think that's fantastic and yeah. needed to happen. So what's next for you? Well, um, I just wrapped a movie um, a couple of weeks ago, so that will come out next year, I think. I'm not sure exactly what it will be or where it will come out, but it will come out. Oh, it's also called The Warrant. <laughs> it's a really good cast. It's Neil, Neil McDonough, Casper Van Dien, Stephen McLean, Greg Allen Williams, and it's a Western, so that was really fun. I'd never done a, a timepiece like project before. Uh, so that will come out next year, and then other than that, just auditioning and in acting class and um I don't know what's next but it'll be something good that I do now yeah so what's I'm what's ready. your your big dream what would you like to kind of or how do you see the vision of your career unfolding it changes all the time what I say my goals are but right now my goal would be to book a series regular on a tv show preferably like a drama like <laughs> with mm. vampires or something um and then I eventually I would I would like to be a film actress. That would be the main goal. But right now I'm focusing on just building my resume and stuff. But I see TV shows coming in my future. I would yeah. hope. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. What's been your most fulfilling creation, even outside of acting? Project-wise, creating. I did a short film called The Breakup, and that was really cool for me because I put so many limitations on myself in the past just based on things that pe- people or teachers or have told me of like not that like I wasn't creative because I couldn't like I just had this feeling or this thought in myself that I was not a creative person and I was like I can't write I can't produce I can't create my own projects like I asked and that's enough for me like that's a lot so creating that was, was really cool for me because I got to learn to trust myself and be like no I can write like no one can do this. I can be behind the scenes. So that's been really cool. And then also just, I don't know if it's a, a I guess it would be uh, considered a creative fulfillment, but moving across the country to, to take a I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moving across the country and taking a leap of faith and, and believing in myself for my passion and my career has been like, life-changing and everything has fallen into place and everything is like I'm like life is just so clicking because I was meant to do this and and it's just this it's just been the best thing so that's for sure that too definitely the best thing I've ever done great so you were mentioning kind of the negative or self-sabotaging thoughts that pop up how Mm -hmm. how do you overcome them first trying to identify where they came from. And for me, that was <laughs> what? No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Where did oh, they come yeah. from? <laughs> where that did they evil come from? fifth yeah. grade teacher who told you you weren't creative. Honestly, yeah, it was, it was, it was teachers who told me that I was, was not, I didn't have the creative thing. Like some people do and some people don't. And I did not. And, and people telling me, you know, I've heard all my life too, like you're a dime a dozen, you know, um, blonde hair, blue eyes, 
Like, honestly, though, people say that and they don't realize and I you don't realize at the time, like the things that stick with you. It's so funny. And the things that are triggers for you or that block you. And, and so figuring out where those come from and then doing the work of like, OK, that's not true. And then pushing through it and just like like the breakup was a great example, which is the short film I did. And Nathan was so kind to me and, and he really helped me to just be like, push through like like you can do it stop saying that and just do it and see what happens and like I just did it and I didn't know what was going to come out of it and what was going to be on the other side but like just do it and step into the unknown step into the scary like and see what happens and it, I did not you know I didn't die I didn't fall on my face so <laughs> <laughs> good advice what are your top three pieces of advice for creatives to live their dreams and let the creative force come through First and foremost, I think the most important, I mean, it's all I've been saying, but know yourself, like do get to know yourself. Don't be scared to look within, to know who you are in and out and, and, and trust yourself, trust your intuition, trust your choices, trust your instincts and be okay with who you are. And then, you know, don't give up. Obviously this, this is being a creative and being in the art industry or whatever you're in is, is a difficult choice and it's a difficult difficult path that we've chosen and don't give up like just because it, it might take you 10 years it might take you take some people two years take some people one year it takes some people 20 years like don't give up if it's what you want to do and it will come like it will come to you if you stick with it and then third for me a big thing has been finding joy in in like your present moment and not living for the future. Like your life doesn't begin when you book the job. Your life doesn't begin when you make such and such money. Your life doesn't begin when whatever happens, like your life is happening right now. And like, this is all beautiful. And this is all part of your journey and your story and your process. And like, there's all these amazing things in front of you. And I feel like for so long, I didn't see those. And I lived for the future. Mm -hmm. And when I did start to see those, life got so much better and so much more joy and so much more work came into my life and stuff. So finding joy in your present moment, I think is so important because you really don't know how long it's going to take for your creative dreams to come true. You know, good advice. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm so honored to be on your podcast. Thank you, Christy, for your insights and wisdom. Check out Christy's movie, Almost Friends, available on Amazon and on demand. And a link to her short film, The Breakup, is in the show notes. Stay tuned for her latest movie release, Warrant, which will come out sometime next year. You can stay in touch with Christy on Instagram at C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-M-C-N-A-B. And if you're enjoying the captivating mantra tune, check out our featured musical artist, Osley, on Instagram. That's O-S-L-E-E underscore music. Thanks for joining us on the Pure Creative Force. Be inspired and go create something new today.